Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello everyone and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for May 31st, 2022. Wow, I actually know what date it is. It's a miracle. It is a miracle. I hope everybody here in the U.S. had an excellent Memorial Day weekend. And for those of you outside of the U.S., hope that you had a good weekend in general as we welcome somebody that is indeed out of the U.S., Twinkling Tori. Hello, Tori. Hello, Arby. Hello, people. Yeah. Hello. And today we are going to have a fun call. We're going to make burgers, fries, and onion rings. I should make shakes as well, but I've actually never tried making a milkshake. Um, I'd have to... Really easy. Yeah, I, I should actually get out. I'd have to find all the blender parts, but... Um, oh, now that but, bit's not so easy. That bit is not so easy. All right. Um, before we get started... Oh, and um, also just want to introduce, we have Belinda streaming for us today, and... We have Danette hosting for us, and Danette is now going to give us the instructions on how to participate in this call. Danette? Alrighty, awesome. So this is, this is a webinar, and so to raise your hand on a PC, it's Alt-Y on a Mac, it's Options-Y to mute and unmute. When you're given permission on a PC, it's Alt-A. On a Mac, it's Command-Shift-A. On your iPhone to raise your hand. It's in it's in a little bit to the left of the lower the lower level, very bottom, and it's a little bit to raise your hand. It's a little bit to the left of the middle. Next to next to that would be the mute and unmute. And on the landline, it's star nine to raise your hand, and star six to mute and unmute. Very good. And we have one quick note I will mention is that on the Mac, if to unmute command shift A will not work, you actually hit the enter key or you can view right to the unmute button, but it's a lot faster to hit enter. But um, command shift A will not work. And with that, so before we get started, I want to introduce a very special uh, guest this morning. Kayla Law from Phoenix, Arizona, who just mentioned to me about half an hour before the call started that she did something very exciting yesterday, made homemade hamburger buns. And because of her schedule, I want to give her the floor now and let her talk about those. All right, Kayla, are you with us? All right, I should be now. You are, yes, yay. And she's in Arizona, right. but I didn't think she was in Phoenix. <laughs> I, I'm outside of Phoenix. It's a, no biggie. Um, <laughs> so um, I, for the first time yesterday, made hamburger buns because we had hamburgers, but um, we had no buns. So I'm like, well, I'll just give it a shot at making them. Um, and it was way simpler than I thought it was going to be. Um, Herbie, do you want me to go through the ingredients or just kind of give instruction on how I did it. Um, why don't, um, whatever, why don't you kind of go ahead and uh, give the instructions on how you did it. And okay. then I will post the ingredients later on for the uh, ACB cooks list. That might be the easiest. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, um, I use a KitchenAid mixer. Um, it can be done in a regular bowl as well. You don't have to use it. I just use that cause I have one. Um, the first thing I did is I put the um, the yeast, the um, sugar, it has a little bit of sugar in it, and um, it calls for salt, but I substitute that. I have my own spice mix I make, so I substituted that for um, the salt, and I put that in a bowl, and then um, you have to warm up your milk, your water, and your butter. So what I did is I cubed the butter, and I put it in the bottom of a glass container, and then measured um the milk and the water in and put it in the microwave. And um, since we're dealing with yeast, it's important we don't want it to be hot. We want it to be kind of lukewarm around 110 degrees or so. So kind of like where you would warm a baby bottle um, too. So if you put it on your finger and it's a little hot or on your wrist and it burns, that means it's too hot and it's gonna kill your yeast. Um, I did that yesterday. 
I didn't kill my yeast. I warmed it up too much. And then I had to let it sit for a little bit to cool back down. Um, so that is really important is not to have your stuff too warm. Um, I added that liquid into the yeast and salt mixture. Um, I let it sit for about five minutes. The instructions did not say to do that, but I know um, for me, I like to do that because the yeast starts to activate a little bit. And then I know that I didn't, um, I didn't kill my yeast. <laughs> so then I can continue on. Um, and you add in flour, you put three, three and a half cups of flour in, you mix that up. And then after that's well mixed, you put it, uh, your last cup of flour in. Um, and then you have to let it rise for an hour. Um, and for me, the way I do my rising is I, uh, I use my KitchenAid mixer bowl. I took the dough out and I put oil in it and then put the dough back in. And while I was doing that, I turned my oven on for about two, three minutes just to warm it up, but not get it hot. And then I just pop it in the oven for an hour. Um, that way I have a consistent temperature for it to raise in. And while you're doing that, you could be doing the other stuff. To, uh, Kirby will be, um, I mean, Kirby will be uh, going over here in a minute. So while that raises for that hour, um, once it raises and it's doubled in size, I took two cookie sheets and I put parchment paper on them because I didn't want my buns to stick. And I divided the dough into 12 balls. And for me, my, I have smaller hands, so I'm able to just cut my hands so that the together and that makes made about the perfect size ball. Um, once you get all your, your balls made, um, then you smush them down so they're a disc. Um, I forgot. Um, after you take them out and it's rise, um, you're going to preheat your oven to 400 degrees. Um, so while the oven is preheating, I'm forming the buns. And then once the oven's preheated, your buns are shaped. I did two pans because it made a dozen buns. So I did six per sheet and I cooked them individually, like one sheet at a time to make sure it had the best, um, airflow around them. I don't like putting too much in the oven or having to switch them halfway through or anything like that. So I just cooked two separate sheets and you cook them for 12 minutes. And then I took them off, put them on a cooling rack until they were cool and then cut them in half. And that is how I made my buns. And they were, they were very delicious buns. <laughs> you know, guys, I think we need cooking with Kayla at some point. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that definitely sounds awesome. All right. Thank you, Kayla. Um, if you want to stick around for a couple minutes, if anybody has any questions for Kayla before we move on to the burger part, um, now is the good time because she has to run in a couple minutes. So this is your only opportunity to ask her questions. So if you want to raise your hand and that will let us know if uh, anybody has any comments. We're just taking questions for Kayla right now. No hands are raised. All right, very good. Well, I'm definitely going to try that at some point because that uh, definitely sounds uh, fun. Tori, did you have any questions, comments? Um, I do have a comment and the comment is that if for whatever reason you can't have dairy, then the same process would work using just warm water instead of adding the milk and butter. It just wouldn't be quite as creamy a type of texture to your bowl. So, right. Kirby, we do have a raised hand now. Do you want to wait till you yes. have a break? No, we'll, we'll take them now. Okay. Uh-oh. Just a sec. Uh-oh. We did. Should be we right below. We don't. Oh, in front of them. We don't? Okay. All right. Well, very good. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. Rachel, you can unmute. Rachel. Uh-oh. You there? Hello, Rachel. You. Hello? Yes. There we go. go. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I got muted for a second. All right. So uh, what's your question? Yeah. Um, my question is for Kayla, if she's still on. Yep, I think she ahead. is at the moment, yeah. Okay. Um, Kayla, um, my question is for you, and my question is, um, um, can your 
Can your um, hamburger buns be frozen? And if so, how long? Thank you. All right, Kayla, are you still with us? Uh-oh. Okay, I'm just a sec. Let me find her again. Well, I will go ahead and start to answer myself in the meantime, and then if we get Kayla lot back, she will give us further enlightenment. And I don't know of any reason why they couldn't be frozen. Um, I would assume you could even fr freeze them before you bake them if you preferred to have frozen dough and bake them later on. I know and that um, times I've made um, bread products, I found it better to freeze them before you bake them because sometimes bread can go slightly soggy in the freezer. Right. So that might be the best way to freeze them is before the baking. And usually frozen stuff for about three months is what's recommended as the longest to freeze something for in general. Um, but uh, there you go. That is our answer to that. All right. Um, I'm not hearing Kayla La, so I we will go. have permission oh, again now. So, um, yeah. so my suggestion would be to, to freeze the dough rather than them cooked. Um, I would make the balls, put them on a cookie sheet, flash freeze them, and then put them into a Ziploc bag. Um, that's, that would be my preferable because I think they're better fresh out of the oven. And then I would say you would probably just add like if you made them into the discs and froze them, I would just add maybe five minutes of baking time to them um, like you would like the rose rolls and stuff like that. So you'd let them, um, you'd have you to let them thaw, thaw out. Cook. So. Yeah. Yep, thaw them and then cook them. So it would take a little Very bit good. longer. Very good. Right. All right, thank you, Kayla. I am definitely going to try making homemade hamburger buns at some point. That sounds delish. All right, so you can hear the faucet running. That means I'm about to get a cooking. And uh, I always like to uh, wash my hands before dealing with certain products, such as raw meat, which is what we're going to be dealing with in this situation. For me, anyway. Tori will not be, but um, let's talk hamburger patties now. We've talked about the bun, so what can we put in between them? And... I, there's a number of ways you can do hamburger patties. First of all, if you have trouble finding them in the store, which I can assure you is very likely to be the case, um, so I definitely have. Oops. And we're getting a lot of background noise besides me, by the way. Um, I think that's Tori. I don't know. Um, anyway, if I can get, collect my thoughts here. So, you can always, of course, shop at places like Schwann's or some other place that sells frozen foods constantly. They're likely to always have hamburger patties of some sort on hand. Or you can make your own. And what you can do is get a pound of ground beef. And the easiest way is to, A, make sure it's not frozen. And depending on how thick you want your burger will depend on how much meat you take out of the package and you just would kind of like how Kayla was describing making those dough balls for the buns you will just roll kind of like the meat in your hands and flatten it out and voila you've got a patty and there are more fancier ways to make them you can use things like egg to make the meat stick together better or breadcrumbs I did a similar thing with the uh, meatball recipe that I did for those barbecue meatballs a while back. So those are some more fancier ways to make patties. And then you just put them on your grill and there you go. Now we're going to talk grills in a minute, but what I was able to get this time was the pre-made hamburger patties. And furthermore, these are actually fresh ones, not frozen. That is amazing. The uh, disadvantage, of course, with the pre-made ones is you are stuck with what the manufacturer gives you, not what... Uh, so if you 
like them really thin or whatever, then you're better off making your own. So, or if you like them really thick, you might still prefer to make yours. So I've got two plastic bags here. I did not realize that they did that, that for this. So that's why we're getting a lot of extra rattling. And we've got us a tray for the fresh ones. Frozen ones usually come in a package that uh, has a twist, not a twist tie usually, but one of those plastic older things to hold the top of the bag in place. And sometimes the patties themselves will have like a piece of paper on them. Sometimes they will not. Usually have to let them sit out a few minutes when they've been in the freezer just so you can unstick them. You can try to use a butter knife if you're in a rush to uh, get in between the patties, but it really works better to uh, let them stick. unstick. Okay, so these patties are small, so we're going to actually do... Um, all we're going to do four of these. Okay. And that means a little bit more flipping action, but that's fine. So I'm placing them on a grill. So there are several different ways you can fry hamburger patties. I was asked about pan frying yesterday. I have done that method. They take the quick least amount of time, but you do have to kind of keep watching them. If you have the heat on too high, they can burn. Also, depending on the patty, they can break up a little bit more easily, especially with the homemade patties. If you're going to fry them, you definitely want a sticking agent for the patties. I prefer to use a grill. Now, I have used those Foreman grills in the past, but we're going to use my trusty indoor grill, which means it is an air fryer grill combination. I have it on the grill setting, so the burgers now are sitting on a plate plate that is and I've turned on the grill and I'm going to flip them about halfway through so it's a timer for 15 minutes that'll give the grill enough time to heat up and these patties are so small I don't think they need that much time how long you cook the patties of course is going to vary as well because some people like underdone burgers and some people don't, so just depending on your preferred burger temperature. That being said, I will mention that from what I've learned safety-wise over the years, while a lot of places do generally cook their hamburger patties medium well, like the regular restaurants, it's safer to have underdone steak like that rather than hamburger patties because it's something to do with the ground beef. And uh, that is what I have... Uh, heard anyway, but um, I know some people like underdone burgers though too because, you know, just how they taste texture-wise. So, all right, I'm going to see if I can put the tray now in a Ziploc bag. And then we're going to get started on our onion rings. Now, does anybody have any questions so far? No hands are raised yet. No hands are raised. Okay, so it does not look like I'll be able to get this tray into the... Actually, maybe I will. Just saves the fuss of having to get out the patties and all that type of stuff if I can put the original tray in the Ziploc. I'm using the gallon Ziploc bag. And we're going to seal it up. I prefer the ones with the slider as those will remain more secure, but, oh, I forgot I was going to season my burgers. Well, the grill is just heating up. I think we can still do this. And uh, for this, I actually got Red Robin seasoning. You can find that in the store. So to make this work the best, I'm going to move the grill plate out of the thing just so I can play with this. Now, Foreman Grill, that cooks nicely in the sense that um, you can just uh, 
you know, put everything on the grill. You let it close and sit and it cooks for about 10 minutes. The disadvantage with the Foreman grill is your grill food will have grill lines on it, which may or may not matter to you. Also, I find it kind of can burn a little bit more easily. So you do have a raised hand now. All right, we do have a raised hand. Let's get to it. Rachel, you can unmute. Rachel. Okay. Um, my question is, um, you were saying something about the air fryer you use for grilling. Did you mean an Opti grill? Because I don't like the George Foreman grill either. So this is, I forget the exact name of it off the top of my head, but this, so this is one of those multifunction units. So this has an air fryer setting, this has a grill setting, it even has an air grill setting. And it recommends the air grill setting actually for this, but I just use the actual grill setting. And um, there are, this particular one is like an oven. And so- You can just cook them in the oven. If you want yep. to. Oh, yep. You definitely can cook them that way as well. Yes. Um, so then the, the burgers, they just sit in the grill plate. And the advantage of the grill plate is the grease is going to collect on that plate. And um, then you just mm. use a double spatula to flip about halfway through. So there you go. All right. Um... Next up, let's talk about the onion rings. So I am going to be using the frozen ones, but Tori has actually made her own onion rings. And what I'm going to do is put mine in the oven. You can fry them, of course. They, it works best if you have a deep fryer. But we're going to use the frying pan for the fries, actually. So I got a bag of onion rings. I was actually able to find the Red Robin onion rings, and I like these because they're a little bit thinner than the uh, main uh, brand onion rings, meaning that you know the batter isn't like super thick, but they are not by any means the thinnest I've seen either. I've seen way thinner. And... Do I have my scissors? Scissors, 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 I need you. There you are. It's amazing, folks. You talk to the stuff and it comes to you. <laughs> I wish it worked like that in my house. <laughs> You've got to be persistent. You, you can't let it slack off. you, you got to be persistent. Oh, I'm, I'm just too nice and giving, is it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You, you cannot be nice. You gotta be uh -oh. firm. You gotta let uh -oh. it know that you mean business. And so. One dry out problem. <laughs> exactly. So that's how I you make your, that's how you make your kitchen appliances come to you. Onion rings <laughs> also do really well in the air fryer, by the way, if you have that. Again, my air fryer is occupied. So that's not an option. So we're just going to use the oven. Set timer for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Starting now. Yeah, I got two timers going. Now, Tori. What is the temperature of your oven at? All right, that is a great question. So I have the oven set to about 375. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you can go as low as 350 if you want. Mm -hmm. But um, there you go. All right, Tori, did you want to talk about homemade onion rings? Okay, well, it's actually pretty easy to make homemade onion rings. The, the difficult part is slicing the onion um, thickly enough that you're going to be able to keep the outer pieces as rings and, and scoop out the center. Um, that's the hard part because you need to slice your onion um, then scoop out the center so that you are left with some rings of onion. This is the easiest way to do it and actually get ring shapes anyway. Um, then you just make a batter or 
Um, if you're wanting to do breadcrumbs, you can do it that way too, which if you're doing a batter, you can either do what I did and just do a two ingredient batter, um, which is just my vegan milk of choice because I can't have dairy milk and um, some flour. Just add enough milk to the flour to make it into a paste and then just coat your onion ring in the paste and then put it on a tray or in a fryer or whatever and cook it. Um, you can, some people will add egg to that batter, but that's optional and I don't really see that it's necessary. So I don't even bother with an egg substitute in that situation. If you want to make them breaded, then you will need something to make them damp and sticky, such as egg, um, if you can have egg, or if you can't, then again, you can use a little bit of milk of your choice. Or if you're going to be frying them anyway, even a little bit of oil, just make them sticky enough that the breadcrumbs are going to stick. And again, you just then put them on your tray to bake in the oven or fry them up. All right. Jeanette has a question. Jeanette. I've, I've heard of beer-battered onion rings. So instead of milk, would you put beer? Basically, yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, very good. Okay. I, that would be an interesting thing to try is beer-battered onion. trying to make those. I, think I'd really I made my own burgers that. from scratch, too. But <laughs> All right. So, yes. Yeah, so, um. Did you want to talk about your burgers now or did you want to wait till uh, Tori's tips? I'll tell them about my burgers after. All right. So next up, I'm also going to do some homemade fries because this is the cooking call and this is a little bit more elaborate than how I actually normally cook sometimes. Just depends. Um, and I'm going to actually do true homemade fries. Now, you of course can do frozen. But you don't have to if um, you want. And I did get a recipe for oven-made fries, and I'll have to try that at some point. But uh, I've got here two actual potatoes in my hand that I've just washed off. I leave the skin on. And so that it makes things a lot easier because I don't have to worry about peeling or anything like that. Now, how to slice them. So, first of all, before we go on, I do want to mention you can, of course, do frozen fries. Those are pretty easy, and they come in so many varieties. You just pick what you want, and you can put them in an oven and bake them for about 20 minutes. You can air fry them. You can pan fry them, deep fry them, or whatever. And same concept as opening the onion ring bag, and then the fries, if you don't use the entire bag, just seal the rest off in a Ziploc. So for the potatoes, there are two ways that I primarily slice them if I'm doing it by hand. I could, if I had a working salad shooter, I'd have even more options with the different cones. I can be like Chick-fil-A, for instance, and make waffle fries or um, even make potato chips and uh, really thin circles. Because I don't have a deep fryer, the best way I found to cook the, make these and have them come out consistency-wise, is to make them into circles. So they're going to be a bit more like chips in a sense than fries. But since Chanel likes thin fries anyway, that's another reason why I just do it that way. Now, one thing that I do when it comes to cutting onions or potatoes is I usually like to start by cutting them in half, and that means I have smaller pieces to work with that don't roll around as much. And... I have a knife that, it's not a butter knife, it, it kind of like has an edge to it, but it's not serrated. And I find that this works really well with a potato, just slices right through it. And so I've got it cut in half, and I'm going to judge how thick I want the circle. So I have my finger on the half part of the potato, the not the rounded side, but the flat side. And then I move the knife just an inch or two behind my finger and off comes the finger. No, just kidding. Um, there goes the potato. Okay, that was not evenly sliced in half. That's okay. I'm going to cut the fatter part of the circle again into a thinner part. And yeah, I'm pretty sure if that actually was your finger, you'd have said more than off comes the finger. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I think so, but considering I've had, well, this is not a good discussion for a cooking call, but I'll have to tell you, um, it did not involve the kitchen. I'll just put it that way, but I, yeah, um, that, and I really wasn't being careful with the knife just right then, but, uh, I, I mean, I assume I would say a little bit more than I cut off my finger. Let's just put it that way. But at the same time. I will tell you, based on something that did happen to me, um, I'm not going to tell the first story, but based on what happened to me, I chipped a tooth. And I went to the dentist, and they were, I was 16 at the time, and they were amazed that I was not crying because they'd seen older men bawling their heads off with probably even lesser injuries than mine because I'd exposed the entire nerve. And, yeah. And, no, this was not kitchen-related. This was Herbie deciding that the powerlifting teacher, you know, we had to either run or get tagged and have to do 50 push-ups. I could not find somebody to guide me. This was in the gym. So I decided I knew my way around spatially enough to where I could safely run and judge where the walls were, which had worked well for me a couple times before. I lost focus, and, well, I ran to the wall, and I was lucky just to chip a tooth. I did say some choice words that cannot be repeated here. I, I did do that, so don't think I was Superman by any means. But, um... And it, I tell you, it was very interesting when I got my fake tooth for the next week. It was interesting trying to eat Salisbury steak afterwards. That I don't recommend. Um, but because uh, texture-wise, it felt funny. Um, so needless to say, though, but because of a previous incident, I had actually already developed a good pain tolerance level. So... Yeah, they were they were amazed that I was not. It, it did hurt though. To you know, I, I will say this: it wasn't like it didn't hurt by any means. But uh, there you go. Okay, enough on my horror stories. Which uh, I I will say, I've never injured myself to any degree like uh, that in the kitchen thus far. Okay, as my timer for the burgers has gone off, I'm going to flip those. So now is a good time for questions. Assuming we actually have anybody left. Um. You do have 11 and no hands are raised. All right. So I forget who it was. Somebody this morning was mentioning Red Robin on the ACB Morning Wake Up Crew. Red Robin is good, by the way. If you've never had it, go find one. They are all over. And... Um, I actually have seen it once, and I have not looked for it again, but I tried to find it since then. I could not. They actually have what is called a Whiskey River Burger, and I actually at one time saw the sauce for it in the uh, store. And um, I've not seen that, like I said, in a long time, though, which is unfortunate because that was really some good uh but i guess it's an excuse to order from the restaurant instead they also have really good steak fries and it's also a really bad place to go if you have diabetes or anything like that but yeah um i think they do have good salads as well not that i'd go there for the salads but okay now i'm gonna put the spatula in the sink because i'm just going to use a fork to get the burger onto the bun which are not homemade and I'll check on the burger when the onion rings are done. So I've been slicing potatoes while I've been talking here and jabbering. Tori, did you have anything you wanted to say on fries? Um, nope. You covered the important parts about it. And um, I'm actually, that is one way where I am cheating. I am using frozen fries. So nice. she's, but you don't have the frozen fries, don't have the dairy problems. That no, frozen fries, I mean, there are some that are, battered frozen fries but you'd have to specifically be getting those there are also some that come with um, animal-based fats that i don't like um, right but as a general rule 
frozen fries are just potato and sunflower oil and maybe even a salt. Yep, and I don't know if I've ever seen the battered frozen fries over here in the States, but we do things a little different, not as good tasting sometimes over here as they do over there in the UK too. But, um, all right, so we are, the other thing you can, of course, cut them into regular fry shape, which especially is good if you're using like a deep fryer. I mean, it doesn't matter. And that's not difficult at all. I cut the potato lengthwise instead of widthwise. And then I will cut the potato into quarters and then, you know, just keep cutting it. So like, you know, lengthwise again, and just keep cutting into smaller quarters until I get the width that I want. And if you want to air fry fries though, that is another matter altogether, especially with the potatoes, because I've tried it. I've not liked how it turns out. It comes out very interesting texture-wise, and it takes a really long time. So if you're going to fry fries, either find a way to do them in the oven, you cutting some of these circles in half just because they got really thick, and uh, or pan fry them or deep fry them if you have a deep fryer. Deep fryers, I have used them in the past, actually. They're not that uh, difficult to use if you feel safe in the kitchen. Just, um, you know, make sure you have a place where they can, you can open the hood. You've got a basket with a handle and you lift that out. You let the oil heat up and then you put whatever you're frying in the basket and you put the thing back in you close the lid and you let it fry for X amount of time. Why do I not have a deep fryer now? Because they are murder to clean up and they do stink up the kitchen. So... Well, not the stinking up the kitchen bit, but the cleaning up, that's why I don't have one. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that is the only reason why I've really not invested in one since I moved to this apartment a long time ago. Otherwise, I've never had... There was one time when I actually did spill the contents of an air fryer onto the floor. Thankfully, the oil was not heated uh, and I had to spend hours cleaning that up. It was just the oil, but that was bad enough. And probably used a good half bottle of Dawn dish soap to do so. All right, I've got the oil now in the pan. We're using my new wave cooker. If you've been on these calls before, you've heard me talk about them. So I'm placing the circles in the pan and just kind of making sure as I'm placing them that they all get coated in the oil that I've placed on the bottom. You want a good amount of oil. You don't, and it's tricky because too much can make them too oily, but too little can make them burn easily. So you've got to figure out just the right amount. You of it's course trial and error. It is trial and error. You can also, of course, cut the potatoes into smaller sections and as hash browns, but we did that a few weeks ago. So this is why we're going to do fries. So now I've turned this on and we're going to set it to high and it's going to take a little bit of time to heat up. Now, like I said, I leave the skin on my fries because that's where the potato, you know, actually has its nutrients. And um, so at least have the pretense of being healthy. So... Before we go on, are there any questions, comments? No raised hands. All right. So let's talk about our hamburger buns now. So earlier we had Kayla's homemade hamburger buns. We don't have that luxury here at the Allen household. We just have the regular hamburger buns that come from a store that have all sorts of undoubtedly bad things in them. My strawberries got opened over here. And I forgot to take these out. So let's find the buns. Here we go. I, buns come in, buns come in all different varieties. You've got whole wheat, white, sesame seed, potato buns. I got the sesame seed buns. And what we're going to do is actually toast them. 
because that really gives them a nice crisp type texture. And then we're going to put condiments on them. And what kind of condiments? Well, I'm so glad you asked because we got a lot of great stuff. I happen to know that Chanel is a major mustard fan, for instance. And she loves, oh, wait a minute. I think I'm a little bit mistaken. No, she actually does not like mustard. Hoping to have pickles from my burger as well, but I, they did not come in my order and then I forgot about them. So, olive. And uh, what we're going to do now, the package has a twist tie on it. And so we're going to untie that. And it's just a matter of, it's wrapped around, one side is wrapped around the other, so you just kind of unwrap it. Then the buns are stuck together, so we're just going to take them out. And we're taking two out, and we're going to put them in the toaster. You don't want to have the toaster too hot. You kind of want it in the medium, because otherwise they get a bit too crisp. But this can, of course, depend on your texture preference. And you don't even have to toast the buns if you don't want to. You can also warm them on the stove or on the grill. Whatever your preference is. So... And some people don't warm them at all. Exactly. Um, if they are in the freezer, of course, you definitely want to warm them. But uh, otherwise, you know, you're going to have frozen buns, and that will not be good. But uh, the thing with freezing bread is it's really hard to pull apart. So I only recommend freezing bread when you first get it until you use it and then keep it in the refrigerator and it'll stay fresher longer. So this is Danette, I have a question. Yep. So you're using your air fryer as a grill, you're using your toaster, you're using your oven, and your french fries are being cooked in a fryer? Um, they're cooked in a pan on a new wave burner. So what's a new fryer? wave burner? Okay, great question, great question. So first of all, let's go back. So the air fryer has a grill setting right. that I'm using. So that's correct. I'm using the oven for the onion rings. So the new wave is a conductive burner. So it uses induction rather than the, your typical stovetop. And what this means is that you use specialized pans for it that have kind of like a magnet. And if the pan gets off the burner for any reason, that automatically stops the burner from generating. So it's kind of a safety feature. And it cooks a little bit better. And so you do have to be careful, though, because there are models that are touch screens. You want the... Uh, oh, Rory, 43 past it. Wow, okay. So you do want to make sure you get the model with buttons. And there you go. Okay, it is now time for Tori's tips. And I actually had to look up the model for... Because Janine had asked me about that a while back, and if you need the exact model, I can try to find it for you again. That's Anybody. called a wave oven? New wave. New wave, okay. New wave burner. And it's New a device, burner, okay. yep, you plug it in, and you just set it on your countertop, and then you just make sure you get the correct pan for it, pans for it. And it has settings for low, medium, high, extra high, and you can even adjust the temperature beyond that. So it's not quite an electric skillet as the onion rings are done, but uh, um, it's a, a good way of cooking. And uh, you probably heard the toaster pop up as well. So we're going to get the onion rings out of the pan, and I can feel just texturally by touching one of them that uh, they are indeed done. And with the onion rings, you can serve them as a side dish. You can actually put one on the burger if you want. And um, we're going to, uh, I think, try that as well. So, Tori, have you got any uh, tips for us you'd like to share? So I'm going to tell those of you who, like me, don't eat meat-based hamburgers, um, how I'm having burgers. Um, so 
you can make um, vegan or veggie burgers several different ways. The way I'm doing it today, and that's the only way I'm going to bother telling you about today, is I'm making jackfruit burgers, which involves taking a can of shredded jackfruit. Well, it comes in chunks. You've got to shred it yourself, but it's easy to do by hand. And adding um, some oatmeal to that, um, and mixing those really well, plus adding seasoning um, until you can form them into patties like you would with your um, meat. And then you just cook them in the same kind of way as you would your regular burgers. Um, so that is the simplest way to make burgers that um, are not meat-based. You don't have to use jackfruit. You can use another vegetable in its place. You also don't have to use oatmeal if you're not a fan of oats um, and don't have a gluten problem. You can use flour or you can even use a gluten-free flour. Um, and again, you can season them however you want. I have, have actually made barbecue ones with using a little bit of liquid smoke, and paprika, allspice, and salt. Um, but you can use whatever you want on yours. Tori, you said that comes in a can? And jackfruit does, yes. Jackfruit comes in a can. Now, there's two ways of getting jackfruit in a can. One is in water, and the other one is in syrup. The one in water you can use for any kind of recipe, sweet or savory. The one in syrup you have to use for sweet recipe. Mm -hmm. So you get your can of jackfruit, which I don't know everywhere that you guys would get them. Um, we it's we called can't get fruit. Jackfruit, yes. Mm -hmm. um, you can get it in most supermarkets, but if not, then I know for a fact Amazon does carry it. Um, but you can you just buy your can, you open it, strain the water off. It's in chunks. You can cook it in those chunks. Um, it, depending on what you want to use it for. But if you're doing it for something like this, then you will want to shred it um, to make it mix better. Um, and like I said, if, if you're wanting a savory recipe, then you do need to make sure that you're getting the kind in water, which is actually the easiest to get hold of anyway. So that helps. All right. Okay, so with that, I have been busy in the kitchen doing all sorts of interesting things. First of all, I thought I had more spoons, but I do not, so we're going to have to wash one off. So I've gotten one set of buns out of the toaster and put the next in, and I put the remaining buns back in the fridge. Now to do this, I know how to use a twist tie, and it's pretty simple. You... Um, kind of like wrap the top of the bag, like you put the twist tie on the top of the bag and you kind of like wrap, like kind of like twist it so that it's close and then you put the twist tie on and then you wrap around one side over the other and that's the easiest way I know how to describe it, how to do a twist tie. Otherwise, if you're not comfortable with that, then you could use like a Ziploc bag or whatever to keep them sealed and that would work just as well. So I've got the mayo out, very important. Mayo comes in several forms. The mayonnaise does either on a uh, squeeze bottle or in a jar. I've got the jar kind and I'm using a spoon to get it out and to kind of spread it on the bun. And that's easy enough. Mustard and ketchup, those are very easy to deal with. They come in squeeze bottles. You just put on as much as you'd like to taste. And then, of course, you've got your condiments if you want to add anything like that. Chanel likes cheese on her burger. So let's actually get her burger dealt with. Oh, that's why right. there's actually two small patties. Um, so I'm going to get out a fork and we're going to so that Oops. noise that just happened that was you opening up your your air fryer grill um which noise so right now I, yeah yes okay. i just opened up the air fryer grill 
and uh, use a fork to get out the hamburger patty because, of yes. course, it's super hot. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I forgot, did not mention too, that I was doing while everybody was talking is I was stirring the fries. And you can tell by how the potatoes feel on the spoon, whether they are done or not, because they're going to be soft at first. And so I just kind of use a potato to stir and flip. Uh, that's why I use a spoon to stir and flip the uh, potato. Okay, so I'm going to... These are very tiny patties. So what I'm actually going to do is put two on one burger. Okay, and I don't think I'll get these kind again. I'm used to seeing a lot bigger ones. But these are... Um, Two uh, petite patties. No, do we have any uh, raised hands? Um, I do not think so. No. All right. So we're going to, unfortunately, because these are so petite that the cheese slice would be bigger than one of these patties, which kind of makes for an interesting cheeseburger. For the cheese, we've got American cheese singles. These are very easy to deal with. We take out one, and one side has a flap on the package that we just kind of lift up and pull back. It kind of sticks. So then you just keep unwrapping it, uh, wrapping it until it opens, and we throw the bag away, place the cheese slice on top of the burger. Then we are going to at least do this with a one onion ring. Maybe it does need a little bit of time. Um, we're going to put an onion ring on the top. And Chanel, if you want to come out and try this combination and let us know what you think in real time, that would. Um, be a good thing and I've got to move this plate out the way put that plate on the table and what is our time by the way 752 all right so by the way folks be sure to join us next hour on the ACB community for the neighborhood coffee clash where you get to meet people and have all sorts of fun and of course Drink coffee. You, you know, you have to drink coffee on the coffee pot. And there's so a, are you in your onion ring to so let your french fries now? Tea. So I'm now stirring the french fries one more time. Okay. Okay. Coffee right. is not a requirement for the coffee pot trip. <laughs> it's not a requirement? Okay. And what was that, Chanel? You put two patties on there? Yeah, if you. You'll kind of, the, if you see how small they are, you'll see why I did that. I'm good, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Well, there you go. Good, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I. Patty could be overcooked. I. Yeah. They look like, they, they were a lot smaller than what they looked like. Sometimes it is hard to tell things through the package. And because they look. Looking at them through the package, they looked a lot bigger than what they looked like when I took them out. So, the sampling an onion ring here. Um, going to stir one more time, but I think these fries are just about done. I should have waited and toasted my bun a little bit later, but that's okay. And then, of course, with the fries, you can season them with salt and pepper after they are done, or you can just eat them as is. And what we're also going to do, though, is strain the fries. So if you're, one advantage with the deep fryer is that it has the basket, which does the straining for you. But if that's not an option, if you're using a pan fryer like I am, you will need to use a regular strainer. And two things to keep in mind with that is, first of all, you want to let the oil cool down just a little bit 
so you're not pouring uh, hot oil into the sink. And of course you can run the cold water if you need to, but you want to let it cool down a few minutes. And then the other thing is use a hard plastic strainer, not one of those that have like a soft, flexible bottom. I find that works a lot better and then just shake, shake, shake out the oil. And that is that. So I guess coffee is not a requirement for the coffee clutch. That's uh, I mey mean, shouldn't call it the coffee clutch then. I don't know. That's no. Uh, we well, actually I do hope coffee okay, let me Yep. Um also there's other great cooking calls. There isn't a wake make and bake this week, but there probably will be in in the kitchen with Courtney and Carrie. That's gonna be this Sunday. I don't know what they will be making yet, but They'd love to have you join them for that. And tomorrow, I think it's going to be recipe swap. Actually, I'm not sure now. Hmm. I'll have to go check. So, but I think that's what it will be. Just kind of washing the spoon off a little bit. So cooking wise, but there's a lot of great calls, of course, in the ACB community. If you've not joined us yet, community at acb.org is the email address. Sign up, tell them you want to be added to the list. It is a real human on the other end, not a bot. So you will have to say, just add me to the uh, community call list and they will do that. All right. And, these are getting and what was that though, Twinkling Toy? You're a little different. I said, and you'll be glad you did because there's loads of great stuff to check out. There is. So we definitely encourage you to do that. In fact, we got two Braille calls happening today. We're going to, you can learn how to draw in Braille or you can learn Braille in general. So that gives you an idea. We have five calls happening in one hour. That's a little bit later on. And that's just in one hour. We've got, like I said, a ton of other calls. We've got two abacus classes today. We got abacus made simple and advanced abacus. So there is a wide variety of things going on here. And we've got two foreign language calls. We've got a call for Latin and a call for French. Can somebody say that in neither of those languages? And Spanish too was last night. Mm -hmm. Yep, last night was Spanish, but mm -hmm. I was just talking about uh, yeah, I mean, so overall, we have three uh, lang foreign language calls on here. We have crafting. We have all sorts of things to check out. Book clubs. Yes, we have several of those. And um, tomorrow, we got great calls coming up, too. Oh, yeah, food-wise. There's going to be a call on dining in Omaha tonight for the convention. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot more food calls besides this. Okay, do we have any final questions? Let me check it out. No. No, we do not. So you probably heard I turned off the new wave, so yeah. I'm just letting the oil cool down, and uh, we're going to get uh, food here in just a little bit, so that's how... That will work and by the way i recommend ranch as a great onion ring dip if you're having them on the side mm, yum so there you go i'm making our host hungry here and it's two <laughs> hours behind so it's unfair i know but it's okay i'll get some in the coffee clutch <laughs> all right sounds good all right tori any final comments nope Good. Now, the only thing I've not figured out yet is what I'm making next week. Um, yep. Food. Yep. I will decide later today what I will make next week. I've got to consult with the household here on mm -hmm. these matters. Very important. I could make a fried chicken recipe. I've not done one of those in a while. Or a garlic chicken. Yeah, I know. I do a lot of chicken, don't I? Um... I do buffalo wings, but not everybody likes buffalo wings. Um, so, there was something uh, said about cheese fries. 
Oh, yes, but uh, that's right. And unfortunately, we don't have time for that today, but the person that wanted to know about them did not ask me about them. So, because uh, our agreement was they actually had to come on the call and ask me about how to make <laughs> cheese fries. So that was the agreement. But the basic idea is you put shredded cheese on top and you put them in the oven yep. and let it melt. So there you go. It is the so. top of the hour. Yep, and we got to run, guys. We will see you all next time. Thank you, Danette. Thank you, Belinda. Thank you, Tori. And thank you. see you all next time.